Welcome to Unprofessional and Unprepared, our lighthearted weekly conversation about sports, life, fatherhood, and whatever else comes up with no script and no preparation. I'm your host, Jason Gerber, and this week we bring you our spookiest episode as we spend the witching hours talking about the zombie Browns losing a big game, (laughs) the blood-curdling world of college football, and, of course, Halloween. I'm joined tonight by two frightful friends. Dr. Death, Phil Denko is here. <laughs> Damn, that's a good one. Wow, man, that is rough. Well, uh, Gerbs, it's good to be here. Child's play Chucky Rambaldo is here. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey Gerbs, that's actually pretty good. I was a little worried it was going to be shitty. I like it. Man, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I put a lot of time into this. <laughs> All you got to do is doesn't write itself. Yeah, right. right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I am going to open the opening question to both of you guys to see how much you know about pumpkins. First one, true or false? Delaware used to host the annual Pumpkin Chunkin Championship. <laughs> Teams competed in a pumpkin launching competition where pumpkins were shot almost 5,000 feet from an air cannon. The event was canceled in 2017 after, not surprisingly, there was a tragic accident. So, Phil, you first, true or false? I'm going to go with true. That sounds like a Delaware thing to do. Chucky? True. You're absolutely right. All right. Two for two. Second one. True or false? Morton, Illinois calls itself the pumpkin capital of the world. According to the University of Illinois, 95% of pumpkins grown in the U.S. are harvested in Illinois soil. Morton is allegedly responsible for 80% of the world's canned pumpkin production. Chucky? I'm going to say false. Phil? I'm going with false as well. You're both wrong. It's true. Damn it. Damn it, man. And I really just loved it because I I cut and paste that exactly from the list I found online. And they seem very much to doubt that Morton was actually responsible for 80% of the world's camp production. Allegedly. Not that it's close or anything, but I think Morton, I think salt, even though that's a company, not a city. So yeah. 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 Salt. All right. Last one. Tiebreaker. True or false. The Guinness world record for the fastest hundred meter ever paddled in a pumpkin is two minutes and three seconds <laughs> set in 2013. Phil, I'm going to say true because I just hope it is. <laughs> Chucky, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say false because somebody's got to win. Yeah, there you go. Uh, it's Phil. It's oh, Phil. That's yeah. absolutely true. That's amazing. Yeah. Pumpkin paddling, huh? <laughs> yeah, I guess it's a thing. Uh, there's a world record for everything. All right. Well, enough fun and games. Um, let's start our first segment of the show we'll stay at home and we will talk browns versus the steelers the browns lost today 15 to 10 in a game where they just didn't look like a team ready to win a tough interdivision game the browns dropped to last place in the afc north which is not something i think any of us saw happening this season this game was supposed to be a sign of the changing of the guard in the AFC North with the Browns finally being able to show that they can beat that team from Pittsburgh ends with a sinking feeling of more of the same in Cleveland. What do you think kept the Browns from winning the game today? Well, statistically, or I guess in between the lines, our inability to establish the run game uh, really kept the Browns from winning this game and taking control against the team that they only gave up 15 points to uh and then the other side it seemed like all pittsburgh could do was uh, run the ball so i think on the football field that's what kept them from winning but i guess for taking a step back the bigger picture i feel like this browns team just has yet to dictate the pace of any game we let the team we're playing dictate to us the type of game that's going to be played and this was exactly what pittsburgh had to do today 
a game that's going to be scored less than 20 points on either side, just grind it out and come out on top at the end. So the, the Browns have so much talent on offense and yet they cannot dictate the pace of any game to this point in the season. It's a really eloquent way of putting it with, with Phil just said, he, he's so dead on there. What I'm going to say, kind of goes into that there's there's no rhythm today and i'm sure we'll talk about a lot of dropped passes from guys today uh or again the defense who played a good enough game to win but two drives over 70 plus yards i think it's a lot of things it might have been a, a, a somewhat questionable game plan it might be because uh, you're missing two key guys who might have made a difference and i assume we could talk about that too later it, a, a lot of reasons i think they lost today but phil couldn't be more right. The play calling frustrated the hell out of me all game because it just didn't seem like they had any desire or plan to use all these weapons. They had Landry, they had OBJ, uh, they have all of these tight ends. And like Njoku doesn't see the field until the final drive or the final two drives of the fourth quarter, it seemed like. Why aren't we spreading the ball around to these guys? And I really think that the problem really started with the fact that they wanted to feed Chubb so much. And I don't think he was 100% today. He got caught from behind the play so many times that you you just never see happen with that guy. And they weren't sharing the ball with him and uh Dearness Johnson very well. And I don't understand why that guy wasn't getting more touches. He played just fine when he did, and he played great the other week. An offense that didn't have a really good plan and a defense that got pushed around, I think, on the defensive line, although it's it's hard to be mad at the defense when they only give up 15 points. I don't know. Where do they find a solution to this problem that I think Phil touched on of either they're playing to the pace of their opponent or they're playing to the level of their opponent? How is this team so good against the Chargers like three weeks ago and so bad today? They scored 42 points against that Charger team, right? Yep. I don't know if they, they haven't scored 42 points in the last three games, have they? No, not combined. So, <laughs> no, no, right. Uh, and it, it can be at times such a high powered offense, but I don't know how you rectify that, the playing to the level of your competition, because that's exactly what I think we've witnessed the past two weeks for sure. Plotting, slow. Nothing opened up, nothing downfield. And some of that might have been a fact that a lot of guys were injured last week and Keenum really doesn't have a great arm. Right. Uh, but but today, man, Baker's arm looked pretty great, like at least zip wise. Like it didn't look like he was missing any zip on his ball. Maybe he was sailing a few high here and there. But it to me becomes a huge problem because this team is doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of cohesion from week to week. We're questioning game plans. We're questioning play calling. And what you'll probably hear this week is uh, Stefanski has been figured out. Like, maybe that's true. I don't I don't think that's true. I still think he calls an unbelievable game as in last week but this week there's there's plenty of stuff and, and plenty of, of fingers to be pointed I, I just don't I don't know how uh, I was never a coach at a high level to say <laughs> I, you know like how do you not play to the level of your competition but it's it's such a real thing for this team this year uh, and with the expectations they've had it's becoming beyond disappointing I don't know Phil what do you think it seems like the first drive of the game they come out guns blazing mm -hmm. first drive they had in the second half was the the drive they scored their touchdown on? They they look great on that drive. Is Stefanski only good at planning one drive a half? <laughs> <laughs> it looks it looks that way. I, you know, their their first two drives to start this game were actually very good. The second one was stopped by a fourth and one that they couldn't convert. And that's yeah, that is also right. become yeah. kind of their calling card. Like they're going for it on fourth down, and they aren't converting even fifty percent of those fourth downs in in the season to this point. So I, I don't know. Like it's it's a weird thing to watch. It almost seems like I don't 
don't know if it's game planning, like you guys were talking about, it almost seems like they're afraid to just go for it. Like just, all right, let's just blow this team out of the water yeah. before they even know what, what hit them. And you know what, if we throw a couple picks because we're throwing the ball down the field and we're, we're trying to really put the pressure on these guys or we're running a two minute offense in, in the middle of the first quarter or whatever it is, they're just not willing to do that at this point. And I don't know why that is. I feel like this team should play like the Brett Favre Packers teams where, you know, you might give up three turnovers in a game, but you're going to throw the ball and run the ball and throw off play action and run these delays and all these kind of things and just put up 30 points a game, no matter yeah. what. I don't want to take away. I mean, the Steelers have a very good defense, right? I don't want, I don't want to take away from that, but I do feel like it's not the Steelers secondary or linebacking core of the past. They're front four really good. And I'm like, all right, so why aren't we taking advantage of right. that and, and, and calling more of a vertical offense? And I don't know what that's about. It's again, I, maybe it is play calling or, or I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's hard to really put my finger on what is happening and why they continue to just let whatever the other team wants that game to feel like the Browns are yeah. willing to play that style of game. It's frustrating because I, I agree with you. The Steelers have a solid defense. There's no way that defense should control the weapons that the Browns had on the field. And you know what? The the Browns defense did a good job, but throughout the entire game, I just kept on thinking there is not a single player on this Steelers offense that I'm really afraid of. Uh, even Claypool, I'm not that afraid of them. And they still somehow found a way. It's like they constantly got four yards of play. And if you add it up, it gets them a first down and they just keep going. And those, 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 those two drives. You're tracking a little bit what I was thinking. Are the 2021 Browns, who we expected the 2020 Browns to be a talented team that still needs to learn how to win games. My follow-up to that is how the f didn't they learn last year when they went to the playoffs <laughs> and they won two big games. Yeah. yeah. Expectations in Cleveland are a really funny thing. And we all have them. We talked about the preview show where a lot of us have them going to an AFC championship or a Super Bowl, and it just hasn't come together. I don't know if it will. It always seems disjointed. There are times where you watch this team and you're amazed, like we haven't witnessed anything like this, maybe since like the mid eighties. Right. And then you see shit today. And like I said, it's just plotting, you know, and like, I hate we have the witnessed frame... this. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very recently. Like the, right. With way worse <laughs> the, the, the frame yeah. of yeah, the frame of reference, even from like Romo and Nance was like, oh, an AFC divisional matchup. This is what it's all about. Well, bullshit. That's not what this team is built for anymore. It's not that. It's not just to plow into you over right. and over and over. Right. When you have so many guys at skill positions, yeah, to me, at times it's scripted so poorly because they can, on paper, the Browns can beat you on the ground or through the air. They should be able to any game. Doesn't matter who you're playing. If some, if they want to have a shootout, they should be able to have a shootout. If they're going to just play smash mouth, they should beat you that way. But it's so conflicting that it just never all comes together at the right time. At least it feels that way the last couple of weeks. Uh, expectations were probably a little too high with this with this team, but they should have been with the money the yeah. money they spent to correct that defense. It, it, it should be. We should all be beyond disappointed. It was the first time in a long time that I felt angry after a football. Yeah, game. I was like. It sums it up well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and I haven't felt like that in a while. When it happened earlier in the year, it was just like it's early. Well, now yeah. I don't know if it's early anymore. Yeah. It's not. We're kind of halfway through the year. They added that extra game, game threw it off. Now your halfway point is going to be halftime of next week's game. That's going to be strange. <laughs> How are we supposed to do it like an, a middle of the season show if it happens yeah. in the middle of the game? <laughs> Phil. Scale of one to five, one being Reese's 
five being candy corn. How good are the Browns' chances to make the playoffs after losing this game? Man, I'm going to say it's a four, meaning that not good. <laughs> right, yeah, candy I, corn, I, not good. Yeah, I think everybody right, right, knows right, right, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Burke's not here. We don't have to explain it to him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm going to say it's a four right now. Uh, the AFC is is a little weird, right? Like there, there are some teams kind of coming back to the pack, not a whole lot of teams separating themselves. So who knows? But watching the Cleveland Browns that we've watched for eight games so far this season, we have won zero games against good teams. Yep. Zero. And we've got nine games left. And I think the majority of those games are against good teams. That doesn't bode well for you finishing the season with 10 or 11 or maybe 12 wins, which would be necessary to get to the playoffs. Chucky, what do you think? Scale of one to five. I'm ready to admit this on Halloween. I actually like candy corn. Like, I, I don't <laughs> I wouldn't get a full bag in one sitting, but, but a few handfuls. <laughs> Chocolate <laughs> and peanut butter. Um, what would be what would be a worst candy to put at five, Chucky? A Grandma's rock candy, uh, <laughs> like an almond joy, almond something joy, like an almond right. joy, something like that. Or either way, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit in the middle. I, I think it's like a two and a half to a three. I understand what's ahead of them schedule wise. I think right now those teams are like twenty and ten, and the Patriots all of a sudden are looking like a much yep. better football team too. Yep. So who's the only win you're looking at right now? Detroit. Detroit. Oh man, we're gonna fucking <laughs> yeah. smash Detroit. Yeah, all right, that's it. Um, <laughs> but as Phil alluded to, the AFC is super weird, man. It yeah. is a super weird conference this year, especially when you see teams who, who we think hey, maybe the Bengals are for real and maybe they are. They lost today. The Titans, who we thought are crushing everybody. Like, they lost today. out today. No, no, they yeah. won today. Oh, they won today. I'm sorry. Yeah, they, they won. won. Um, but they, yeah. but that right. was they, they down did, to the right. wire. They went over the time. Colts. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're correct. I think if this team realizes the potential they have on both sides of the football and maybe gets a little more healthy, I'm going to sit at two and a half. I think it could go either way. Like they could rattle off a bunch of wins and in a month from now, we could be all happy every Sunday, but I'm not sure yet. Man, I think I'm stuck in the middle, probably about a, a two and a half or a three but mostly because I don't want to let it go yet, even though I'm I'm with Phil on the fact that they haven't beaten anybody good. And it seems like everybody they have left on their schedule keeps getting better. And we're just kind of stuck. I don't love our chances of making the playoffs, although there are nine games left. And the only thing we know, especially after watching games today, is that anything can happen in the NFL. There, there is no there's no predictor of success that extends more than a week or two in this league, I don't think. But move on to something positive. Instead of giving game balls out this week, we're going to give out full-size candy bars. Chucky, who in the Browns gets a full-size candy bar for their play today? Probably Greg Newsom again for me this week. Showed a lot more of the same that he did last week, maybe even a little tighter. It could have went a different way. That tackle he made yeah. on the ground to, to keep that. Yeah, oh, the guy it's a great play. super hard today. To see that growth, from a young DB on a team that really needs it right now, uh, he gets my full-size candy bar. Scary moment when he had to be taken out of the game because they thought he might be hurt, man. That was yeah. the the last thing that team needed. Phil, what about you? Who gets a full-size candy bar? I'm going to give it to Miles Garrett. He got his sack of Big Ben today, which was good to see. And he got a sack when he was getting absolutely mauled, by the way. Yeah. Too. <laughs> he was yeah. getting held yeah. the entire time and still sacked the guy. He was in the backfield a ton. He made a play where they purposely drew him into the backfield and still chased the, it was like a bubble screen or something like that. He yeah. chased the guy down from behind for a loss, just unbelievable athleticism. And this guy, I, I really think we're witness to one of the greatest in that position. And, and it's still kind of early in his career. We'll see where it goes, but I'm just hopeful that he's on a team that makes the postseason more oftentimes than not, because he deserves it. Yeah. I had Greg Newsom too. 
I, I thought he played absolutely outstanding today. I thought that tackle that he had to force Pittsburgh to punt at the end, mm-hmm. I, I thought that was the game changer. I thought, this is it, man. This is the type of play we needed the defense to make to give us a chance to win the game. You know, it didn't work out because the offense couldn't get the job done, but I thought Greg Newsom played really well and it, it was exciting to see that. But enough, thankfully. Talking about this mess. <laughs> Move on to next week. Another important division game that just got even more important after losing to the Steelers. The Browns will hit the road to take on the Bengals. We all picked the Browns to win in our preseason picks. Anybody interested in changing that? No. No judgment if you do. A <laughs> yeah, lot has like, happened. No. A lot has happened since September. Oh. Ride or die, brother. Ride or die. Here we yeah. Go. Right. Yeah. I'm going to stick with the two more out of the need to get that win than uh, a belief in the way this team is playing right now. So let's move on from the Browns and hit our sip of wine and gold weekly recap of the Cavs. <laughs> Whoever thought this would be the most positive thing we had to talk <laughs> yeah, about. No this shit. Week. <laughs> <laughs> we were way off. We, we predicted them to either have zero or no wins on their West coast run this past week. The Cavs put the Western conference on notice for the playoffs by splitting a four-game trip out to the West Coast. Cavs tricked their way through the week and enjoyed the treats of two sweet wins. Very good. (laughs) Ricky Rubio, backup point guard, double figures off the bench in six of seven games this year. He's already had two games with 10 assists as well. He's 31 years old. He's been playing pro basketball since he was 14. Do you love Ricky Rubio? I do love Ricky Rubio. He's exactly what this team needs at the guard. And I'm apparently falling in love with new Cavalier player every week. <laughs> yeah. You picked that up quickly. Well done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ducky, how about you? Do you love Ricky Rubio? I absolutely love the 31 year old guard who makes this team way better off the bench. And it's nice to have a true professional since he was 14 uh, as a mentor to Garland and Sexton. He played phenomenal this week. So I can love Ricky Rubio more than I do right now. I'm really impressed with what he's been able to do. I'm crossing my fingers that at 31, he can keep it up for the season. But maybe if the minutes are under control because he's coming off the bench, he's going to be all right. But that second unit with him and Kevin Love is productive and good and definitely better than whatever they had last year coming off the bench <laughs> so um I'm, I'm i'm all in all it took was winning two games on the west coast to get me fully in on the Cavs for the season next week they are playing monday night in charlotte against the hornets they come back home later in the week for a game against the trailblazers then on the road for a game against toronto and then coming in sunday evening a weird tip time six o'clock sunday at the Garden against the Knicks. Do we see three wins? Charlotte, Portland, Toronto, and the Knicks. No, you don't. And as, as great as I feel about them after this week, seeing them actually beat three playoff teams, you're looking at, again, three of those four games were against playoff teams, right? And yep. the Knicks look really good early on this year. Uh, yep. So I think if they're winning, gosh, this is going to sound a lot like a tribe we get if they're even Steven. If they're two for two, I'll, I'd be ecstatic with that. What do you think, Phil? Are there three uh, wins there? I don't think there are. I, I think a good week this week is two and two and two. I, I think maybe a high scoring Trailblazers team, but you get them at home. So you, you get that cross country trip or whatever. That might be a win. I, I'd say two wins this week is a good week, given given the opponents and the fact that three of the four games are on the road. If I caught that, I don't know. Maybe I'm yes. making that up. No, <laughs> I, I, I had to read it again. You said it. <laughs> you know, we doubted them last week, so why not? It's early in the year. 
anything can happen. I say the, the Cavs can pull off three wins this week, but with my luck, what it'll probably happen is they'll win none of them um, because <laughs> that's tends to be what I do. Anyway, fellas, with that, why don't we wrap up this first segment, take our first break. We'll come back. We'll head out on the road. Unprofessional and Unprepared is brought to you by this proud sponsor. Whether newlyweds or celebrating a golden anniversary, any married couple can use help translating the nonsense that sometimes comes out of their spouse's mouth. Sharper Image is here to solve that problem with the Spouse Translator. Hey, do you know where that tool is? The one that sort of looks like a big green bean with fingers coming out of each end? Or... What's that movie, the one with the actor that sort of looks like Martin Sheen? Without the spouse translator, there is no chance of responding quickly or accurately. But with the spouse translator, you know that she's asking you for the hex key set and about the movie The American President starring Michael Douglas. The spouse translator works regardless of gender. Hey, where is that thing? You know, looks like a metal stick with a rubber shovel on the end. Or remember that time in Vegas? With a big cake and all our friends? Without the Spouse Translator, you would be hopelessly confused by this nonsense. With the Spouse Translator, you know he needs a spatula and a quick reminder that the time in Vegas was your wedding. The Spouse Translator can help you with some of your spouse's toughest questions. Hey, what's that song? The one that goes, Mud on the scarecrow, blood on the fire. Blood on the fire does not make a lot of sense lyrically or physically. The spouse translator will let you know she means Rain on the Scarecrow, Blood on the Plow from Rain on the Scarecrow by John Mellencamp. The spouse translator can even help navigate the most difficult question of all. Where should we go for dinner tonight? I don't care. You pick. With the spouse translator, you will know she means pick something other than the bar with terrible food, poor service, but 100 TVs for watching sports. Communication is a key to a happy marriage, so stop guessing about what your hubby means and start figuring it out with the Spouse Translator. Welcome back, fellas, to our second segment. We'll head out on the road and let's run through some quick but spooky NFL storylines. Tonight, J.J. Watt is going out trick-or-treating as Mr. Glass. Seems like he probably has a (laughs) season-ending shoulder injury. Kyler Murray was also banged up after their game on Thursday night. So, Chucky, what do you think? Are injuries going to derail a 7-1 and one start in the desert? It might, but it seems like everybody uh, is dealing with injuries. Every team at skill positions or at your most important player is hurt. So, I guess it's got to be a next man up thing. And uh, today, at least, the New York Jets were the ones who proved it at quarterback. Some guy who I don't fucking know who that dude is. I think his name was Rufus. Mike White, which yeah, sounds yeah, totally so made might up. be related to uh, my <laughs> wife because she's a white. Uh, they might be cousins, but he throws for 400 yards against a good team. For fuck's sake, man. Yeah, he doesn't have the weapons. That, um, I'm, I was going to go backwards. I'm not going to. I'm just. Yeah. <laughs> <Not gonna. laughs> Sorry. Bill, what do you think? Is Arizona in trouble? I think if Kyler Murray's injury affects his play for a lengthy period of time, then yes. I, I don't think losing J.J. Watt changes their trajectory uh, this season. He's a good player, of course. Man, but, he's been playing really well this year. Yeah, yeah he, he he has. He's He had a good, good year. But much like Clowney on the Browns, I feel like the, the Cardinals weren't banking on JJ sure. Watt to make yeah. them the the best team that they could be. He was just icing on the cake, so to speak, right? So you know, neither neither injury is good for that team on on either side of the ball. But if Kyler Murray's out, I don't. Who is their backup quarterback? I don't know. 
Neil Lomax. Ooh, man, that was a that's, a, that's a 1985 <laughs> St. Louis that's Cardinals reference. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. I was going to say Carson Palmer, but I yeah, mean, that's Palmer's not going nearly as far back. Uh, Roger Goodell better be giving out really good candy tonight to trick-or-treaters. A uh, report came out last week that he made $128 million in the last two seasons, something like $63 million plus in each of the last two years. Would you be interested in that job when it opens up? Yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll take i'll do the nfl a solid and take half of his salary right this goes back to what i was talking about last yeah, year. right yeah just maybe like like 500 grand i'll be the commissioner of the nfl you'll save yourselves 125 million dollars over the course of my contract go with it chucky how about you any interest in moving out of erie and moving to new york if day two of the nfl draft i'm allowed to wear uh casual and by day three i'm in pajamas like he was oh yeah i yeah, am yeah. beyond interested <laughs> <laughs> give away some of my furniture during the draft it'll be great right. <laughs> i got some stuff we got to get rid of yeah it sounds perfect we've talked about it a little bit already but bengals jets today it's like a horror movie where someone switches their bodies jets win bengals lose Chuck, is the NFL ever going to make sense? No, not this year, especially in the AFC. I don't think so. Last week, I think the verbiage out of my mouth was the, the Bengals are for real and their defense is elite or something along those lines. Are they yep. really good? Uh, and then you, you you lose to the Jets today with a, a backup quarterback and pretty much no weapons offensively. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's, it's going to be a weird year. I think we're in for this, the full 17 weeks of the season. Phil, what about you? Did you have any money on the Jets to beat the Bengals this week? I did not. I, I couldn't believe that was happening. I didn't know that was happening until the Browns game ended and there was still time left in the Bengals-Jets game, so the, the telecast switched over to that. I'm like, whoa, yeah. how, how is this happening? <laughs> so I, I I was like a small child walking into a room. I had no idea how they got there. I just saw that the, the Jets were driving to go ahead in the game. Um, the only thing I fear about this is, is now the uh, – are the Bengals going to put two shitty games together in a row because that's what we need. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't know. Yeah, that was the thing. This was like the perfect trap game for the Bengals. Yeah. Right? They had a big game last week against the Ravens this week against the Jets and then a big game against the Browns next week. And so I have a feeling they'll be coming back from uh, losing to the Jets ready to play <laughs> when uh, when we meet in Cincinnati next week. Lastly, Tom Brady fumbled and had two interceptions today. I knew he should be retired. <laughs> washed up. He's washed up. And then he, he almost and then he almost I think he did. <laughs> and he almost led him back in that game a couple of times to beat the Saints. Let's move on and talk a little college football. Obviously, a really big weekend for the Big Ten. Saturday afternoon, early Michigan versus Michigan State. Like Jason, in Friday the 13th, part two, part three, part four, the final chapter, part five, the new beginning, part six, Jason lives, part eight, Jason takes Manhattan. And part nine, the final Friday where Jason returns through an unexplained resurrection and is hunted by the FBI. MSU kept coming back and slashing up the Wolverines like they were campgoers at Crystal Lake. Whew. Wow. <laughs> that was a lot for a joke. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Well done. No. And there are still like three more versions of Friday the 13th that come after <laughs> part nine. That I no. did not include because it was getting too lengthy. After losing to Michigan State. How important is beating Ohio State this year for Harbaugh's job security with the Wolverines? I wouldn't think it would be very important, but 
I don't know that it matters. I feel like if he was going to lose his job for losing to Ohio State, he would have by now because <laughs> all he can do consistently is lose to Ohio State. So I don't know. I, I think if they have a decent season, uh, I think they're still kind of exceeding expectations at this point. No one saw them as, what, the sixth-ranked team in the nation right. at any point during this season, and, and they got there. Let's say their only loss the rest of the season is to the Buckeyes. He keeps his job, and that's what we want as Ohio State fans. <laughs> Well, we want him to lose his bowl game, too. Yeah. <laughs> no, we just want him to keep his job. <laughs> Chucky, what do you think? Is there any threat to his job? No. With maybe no. his best team? Well, come on. Now. This is the best no. team he's had there. Yeah. Um, the only legitimate shot he has had to the- win the Big Ten. I think basically since he got that job, uh, at least in the last like five or six years, so- if he loses on the road to Michigan State and then loses at home, because I think the, the Buckeyes will travel to Michigan for that game does he keep his job i think he does because i'm trying to think of one big win he's had against a good opponent since he went to michigan is there one don't think so yeah so, i can't think of it. I mean, the teams I, I mean, have generally been pretty mediocre since right he's been there. I, I could play it both ways has he beaten anybody or or is there anybody better who could replace him if they would fire him there who would they bring in there who's available there yeah uh, other than maybe um god who's the guy mel tucker i assume that guy's gonna get a lot of looks from major programs this year uh, after this year but um yeah i, I don't think that guy is in in real shambles about losing that job i think he's gonna be there for a while all right well looking forward to that i guess love having harbaugh there the other leg of the big weekend for the big 10 obviously was saturday night the game between the buckeyes and penn state buckeyes pulled out a tough win in that game path is still clear i think win out and the buckeyes make the playoffs right yeah i mean they have michigan state left they have michigan left who are both ranked opponents Nebraska, I think you said earlier, right? Who and Purdue, I think, is the other game. Purdue, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think that's that's the blueprint. Went out and revenue and audience and following is going to get you in as they should. I mean, if they went out, they're they're beating some really good teams down the down the stretch at least from the Big Ten. So, yeah, they're in if they win. I agree. I think the path becomes more important going forward because all of their the highest ranked opponents that they'll face short of the loss to Oregon at the time are on the schedule going forward. So yeah, you, you beat a Michigan state who knows where Michigan will be when, when you play them ranking wise, and then whoever is left in the big 10 championship, but yeah, you went out, you got to think they're in the top four. They may be in the top four here in the next couple of weeks, depending on how things shake out ahead of them. We'll see the, the new rankings came out this afternoon. I don't think anybody in the top four changed. Uh, So it's still Georgia, Cincinnati, Alabama, Oklahoma. Is this the first week where they release? That's the- coming later on this week. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And I don't. I don't expect to see the Buckeyes in the top four in the in the playoff rankings when they release those. But I agree with you. If they win out and they win the Big Ten title, they're getting into the playoffs. And at this point, they should. They've beaten again a bunch of ranked teams on the way to get there. That loss to Oregon was, you know, like the way you want it to be, right? at the beginning of the year and everybody kind of forgets about it. And I think Oregon is probably going to finish in the top 10. And so it's still a, even that loss is still a good loss for the Buckeyes. Chucky, who do you think is going to be the tougher test for Ohio state as they march on this path? We've just described for them, Michigan state or Michigan. Shit. That's a tough question. Do they have Michigan state at home? Yeah. Yep. Then Michigan, I would say, they're both, I think Michigan State's a better football team, but going into the big house at the end of the season with a playoff on the line, 
I, I think that's the tougher game. If they get past Michigan State, shit. Maybe Michigan State's a tougher game. <laughs> <laughs> really appreciate that analysis, yep. Chuck. Thank you. you. Yep. <laughs> Phil, on to you. Tough act to follow. <laughs> I don't think you have to come to me at all. He hit both sides of the argument. That's right. I sure did. <laughs> I watched the entire Michigan state Michigan game and that was earlier in the day. So I didn't know what Ohio state team was going to take the field against a ranked Penn state team that up until last week was ranked in the top 10 as well. I thought as I was watching the Michigan and Michigan state team that I thought, well, the Buckeyes are just way better on offense than either one of these teams, just way better, like way more talent. And I still feel that is the case, but then I watched the Ohio state Penn state game where I thought, okay, the Buckeyes have all this talent on offense, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're successful in any given game. I think Vegas had them favored by 19, 19 yeah. and a half, maybe yeah. going to that game. And it was still in question way up until the very end. So I don't know. I, I'm going to say Michigan just because it's on the road. It's up in the big house. So, all right, you got to go up there and, and, and win. But this reminds me of those seasons where the Michigan State game, that might be the better team. And the, Mich- yeah. and, and the Michigan State team comes into Columbus and gives them a hell of a game. And all of a sudden you're, they're not going to get caught looking forward anymore to Michigan because Michigan's been so awful, but you know what I mean? Like it's all right. Oh, like, I think you still look forward to that game because yeah, it, it is still the game. It's the game. Yeah. And it happens to be in Ann Arbor this year. So that's, that's a little trickier. Yeah. So I'm, I'm gonna not sure you gave Michigan. an answer either. Okay. I, I'm leaning towards Michigan. <laughs> that's what I'm doing. I think Michigan state's going to be the bigger test for the same reason that the Steelers can manage to pull out games against the Browns, even when the Browns, have a better team like there's just like some mind control that Ohio State has over Michigan and Harbaugh and and I think they're going to use it I think that Michigan State game is going to be really really tough but I I think the Buckeyes have got themselves figured out from where we saw them at the beginning of the year the run defense is so good now the secondary way better than it was early in the year and the offense again is just loaded spread the ball around and you know, beat people however you want to beat them. I like Ohio State's chances to win both those games, but I think the the Michigan State game is going to be the bigger challenge. Moving on real quick, guys, let's talk some World Series. Halloween wishes of all baseball fans outside of Houston are being answered right now. Braves and Astros split the first two games in Houston earlier this week. Neither of those games was really close. Game three was played in a monsoon. Braves rookie pitcher Ian Anderson took a no-hitter into the fifth. Bullpen held on. Braves went up 2-1. Last night, two home runs, some little beard, Rosario, defensive heroics, and the Astros stranded 11 base runners. Helped the Braves to go up 3-1 after coming back to win game four. Game five is going on as we're recording, and it's 7-5 Houston in the top of the sixth right now. Still a lot of baseball to be played. Nobody can stop anybody from scoring runs in this game right now. Eddie Rosario is having a great World Series after being great all throughout the playoffs. Chucky, do you think the Guardians should think about signing this guy? He seems pretty good. <laughs> I wish we had to, when I had that guy last year. We did. Uh, Two years ago. Five years ago then. Um, I mean, if he could help the Guardians, why not? Sure. Bring him back. Bill, be honest. You'd love to have Jose Altuve on the Guardians. I hate Jose Altuve. God, I hate Jose Altuve. But yes. Yes, he's yes. so good. Put him yeah. put him in at second base and you know you're set for the season. God. <laughs> <laughs> 
Chucky, what do you think? Are the Braves winning tonight? They close it out. I don't know about tonight uh, at, at seven to five, but I, I'm hoping if it's not tonight, they they close it out in the next game. I assume percentages tell us, even though we're Cleveland fans, being down three to one, uh, you, you're usually not coming back from that. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I'm hoping, yeah, the Braves, if not tonight, then either is it Tuesday? I assume the next game would be they would be off tomorrow if they played two back to backs. I have no See, idea. We don't care. So, right. so they're. <laughs> <laughs> So the World Series is the World Series two three two. Is that how it's yeah. set up? So they go yeah. back to Houston after yeah. this. So yeah, yep. you're right. It's got to be like yeah. There'll be a travel Tuesday day. Yeah. Yep. Phil, what do you think? Can they win it tonight? Uh, yeah, they can. Um, it's seven five. There's like you said. There's a lot of baseball left. It's weird after what we just discussed. Like you would think a three to one lead is all right. We just got to win one game, and you know, in these next yeah. next three, but. Yeah. I don't like any team's chances going back to Houston. So that means right. the series would be three to two and you got to win one. That's a lot of, it's a lot of pressure on a young team. I would, yeah. it, it's, it's weird to say this, that the Braves need to win tonight to win the series. I, I can't imagine that's the case because they're up three, one, but it kind of feels that way now that you mentioned it. No, I think that's it. And I think that's why you see them just running through every pitcher they have on the staff tonight, trying to just stop Houston from scoring some runs so they can lock it up now. Cause I'm with you. I don't want to go back to Houston and try to win this, man. Houston plays really well in that park. It's a weird park, which just makes more likely that some weird outcomes are going to happen. I don't want to mess with that. If I'm the Braves, I'm doing everything I can to win this game tonight and put an end to this thing. All their lights are blinking in their scoreboard in Houston. They know. I mean, all the signs. You know, it's yeah. Just, yeah. All yeah, oh, the trash cans like, get yeah, hit by right, bats tra- all the time. <laughs> buzzers going off like a, everywhere and whistling. Like a fair and, fight once we get knows? there. Yeah. Jeez, oh, man. <laughs> totally worth it. They won a World Series. All right, fellas. With that, we'll take our final break. We'll come back. We'll head off the field. This week's episode of Unprofessional and Unprepared is brought to you by The Masked Drawer. Don't miss the reality TV sensation sweeping the nation. That's right. The same gifted creatives that brought you The Masked Singer and The Masked Dancer are bringing you to the next level of masked entertainment. Watch as the panel of expert B-list celebrities try to guess the identity of another B-list celebrity based only on things they draw while wearing a mask. This season alone, our celebrity artists have created Pictionary-quality renderings of cats, dogs, stick men, and stick women. The nonstop excitement barely leaves you time to wonder why you would be watching. Join host Dave Coulier and millions of Americans watching the drawing excitement from home. The Masked Drawer. We are not out of ideas, but we are getting close. Welcome back, fellas, to our final segment. We'll head off the field and let's talk some Halloween. Two in five Americans believe in ghosts. Phil, where do you fall? <laughs> With the other three? <laughs> <I guess. laughs> Non-believer in ghosts. All right, Chucky, how about you? I am a believer in ghosts. Right. I lived in a place that was, was haunted. Yeah. 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 Wow. I like that your yes. voice just got like much quieter and spookier. Because um, it was super fucking weird. Like, 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 like I don't like, Ghostbusters it was haunted weird. or what? Like, uh, what? No, no, nothing weird. Like, I, I live, it was a huge home that had been made into separate apartments. It was built in the 1800s. Yeah, I was the first person to move in. Uh, and it was the worst place I ever fucking lived in, by the way. But I would hear uh, running upstairs at night. And then my cabinets would open and close on their own. They would slam. My dog's hair would stand up on the back of his head. Like, oh, his man, that's back, when you know. And he yeah. would I, I'd like to around. change my answer. Yeah. I would like to <laughs> yeah. change my answer yeah. now. I am a believer yeah. because that's some. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. It was, yeah. It was, your house was haunted. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, haunted. Yeah, yeah. We uh, when we were on the trip this year, Tammy was home all by herself. 
and was moving. We had some of my brother's stuff that I'd taken out of his apartment after he passed away. She was moving it from downstairs and we were, we were storing it in the attic and she moved it all upstairs, walked back downstairs, walked into our kitchen and like four things that were sitting on the counter when she had walked upstairs were flipped upside down. And okay. she, she, she called me up and she's like, your brother was here. He was here fucking with me because I was moving his stuff upstairs. Yeah. I'm going to count myself among the two. <laughs> hey, yeah, I've changed um, my mind. That's someone right. fell. Someone fell on our trip this year and no one knows who it was. That's <laughs> so true. That's, yeah. that's was also that true. <laughs> oh, man. I was way off. Yeah, yeah. I'm a believer. <laughs> all right. Best scary movie of all time. According to Rotten Tomatoes, it's The Exorcist. Phil? No, false. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think what the is? question is there? But uh, well, I have, to, I have to come with the scariest of all time. The uh, I will go to the original Halloween movie only because I saw it at way too young of an age. And yeah. um, Michael Myers scared the shit out of me because I felt like that could actually happen. Like that was too realistic. I'm like, oh, my God, like what is happening right now? As opposed to, you know, Nightmare on the Elm, Elm Street, Friday the 13th. Like that was yeah. all that. There, there was a little bit too much going on there, but yeah, that the first Halloween movie terrified me. Chucky, how about you? So I, I'm much like Phil. I had neighbors uh, who were older than me, but they were cool to me. So they would let me sleep over, but they would make me. I think I was like in fourth grade. They would oh, make me man. watch Halloween. Yeah. yeah, yeah. on Elm Street, Children Way of the Corn, Faces yep. of Fucking Death. Yep. I hate these fucking movies because of that. I can't watch them. Like I, I, I did watch like the most recent Well, I haven't seen Halloween kills yet, but I saw the Halloween before this and I, and I actually somewhat enjoyed that. But to me, um, the greatest uh, scary movie of all time. And it's just to me is E.T. E.T. is fucking <laughs> terrifying. I am scared to death still at this age of E.T. I hate him. I hate when he got all white and he got all weird it is finger and shit and my parents because et was fucking huge when i was a kid they got me a little et doll and they made me sleep with it and i was terrified of this thing man Holy that cow. is the scariest movie i have ever seen is wow. et i did not see that coming yeah wow awesome. yeah i would that was awesome I, I would not have guessed that um thanks for sharing uh, yeah. this is gonna be a big night for you we're, we're helping you work yeah, through a lot of stuff thank That's you right um i've never been like a scary movie guy, never been into it. But I remember my brother telling me about the movie Cujo. All he had to do was oh, tell me about it when yep. I was like five years old or something like that. Yep. And that had me afraid of dogs and afraid of going to bed at night for a very, very long time. Let's move on to something a little bit lighter. According to the internet, the top three sexiest Halloween costumes are schoolgirl, nurse, and Catwoman. Phil, what's the sexiest Halloween costume you ever wore? I went as He-Man one year. And as you guys both know, He-Man doesn't wear a lot of clothes. Uh, the only time I was less clothed is that one year I went as the Incredible Hulk, but we painted my entire body green and, and it was it, it was silly. The, the He-Man thing had a little bit of a porn feel to it because I had like a huge sword and things. How old just, were you? Like seven. No. Okay. <laughs> I was... I was, I was <laughs> I was, I was 25 as I went as He-Man. So I had a blonde wig, big sword, and super short shorts that I couldn't find the exact He-Man, like hairy shorts. I don't know what those are. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> but not surprising. But I, I, I basically had no clothes on. All right, Chucky. 
the sexiest outfit I ever wore. I, I didn't expect anybody to have a sexy one. Yeah. Wore, oh, so Phil threw me off a little man, bit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I didn't really ever enjoy dressing up even as a kid. Uh, and I did it a little bit later, I guess, if it was sec- like there was one year I was, I think it was a lumberjack and I had That's like the, f- the full blown red suspenders and a v net like a deep v white t all I, right i, I guess yeah. that's yeah, sexy yeah, yeah. I, oh i don't know that's hotter, yep. that's hotter yeah. hell that's hotter hell yeah lumberjacks right. are hot <laughs> okay one time when i was a kid i went as the good gremlin like the fuzzy one not, not gizmo? Gizmo. Gizmo. Yeah, gizmo yeah gizmo yeah yeah um one year with that's your sexy (laughs) (laughs) i'm not a big dress-up guy i've never really enjoyed this very much you guys know how conservative i am showing my body in public (laughs) 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 your sexiest costume occurred at tersic's house tersic's party that's right (laughs) or Um, quinn's either was it i don't know (laughs) there was a year that tammy and i went to a party that our friends had as uh people from the jersey shore and so she went as Snooky, and I was just like one of the guys. That, that was about the they're only all thing the I could think yeah. of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're all the same. Yeah. All right. Next one. Favorite Halloween candy? Chucky. Shit. I don't weird. really that's love. Weird. Yeah. I mean, I, I really don't love chocolate, and that's the problem. It's a lot of chocolate. Um, sure. Maybe, maybe like Twizzlers. Those were pretty cool when you used to get the little packs. I guess I like licorice. I'll I'll go with Twizzlers. Okay, Phil. Uh Reese's cups. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna go with Reese's. Uh, Me my too. Favorite. Me too. What's the worst thing anybody ever put into your treat bag on Halloween? I was, uh, it was in grade school. I was in Aurora Shores. I was with friends out there and it was, you know, like whatever, like it's six to eight and it was, we, you still stayed out the whole time. So it had to be in close to eight. And we walked up on this dude who was eating candy corn out of a bag by hand (laughs) and putting it in his mouth and then would just grab the candy corn loosely uh, and throw it into your bag. So (laughs) That was probably yeah. the worst thing ever. <laughs> yeah. And I think I got a few pennies at some point, but still, yeah, yeah. the soggy yeah. candy corn might have been the worst. Phil, definitely pennies, man. I, I was just talking to someone about this tonight as I was taking my kids trick or treating. Like I, back in the back in the early days, I had a great neighborhood to trick or treat in 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 Collinwood. There was like a hundred houses on a street. Yeah, you do a couple blocks and you get a ton of stuff. And my very next neighbor we were all afraid of her. She lived by herself. We thought she was a witch. So Halloween was like right up her alley. Uh, we, we were terrified of her. It was, it was just weird, but we went to her house for Halloween because her light was on like, ah, all right, we got to do this. Right. And she would give us pennies and none of us would say a goddamn thing because we were terrified of this woman. Like, you're you getting a us, trick lady. You gave us pennies. Oh, it was terrible. I hated when every once in a while somebody would give you like a store bought candied apple, uh, which meant that the apple at that point was like seven months old. Um, and it was just like, and I love caramel. So like, I'm going to take a dive into it just to see, but then uh, it's like brown inside. Terrible, terrible. All right, Phil pumpkin carving, good time or good excuse to leave rotting fruit on your front lawn. You know what? I'm going to say good time. I, I enjoy pumpkin carving only because before I had kids, it was a competition in my household because there was an artistic prowess <laughs> in my home sure. uh, before we had kids and, and I couldn't compete. I could not compete. <laughs> and it was, but it was fun trying, man. It was fun trying. It was all about like, let's get a bunch of booze out on the, on the table and carve these pumpkins. Right. So that was fun. Since we we've had kids, um, they get involved and the boys and I carved pumpkins uh, yesterday with power tools, which was <laughs> fantastic. Wow, it makes it a lot easier. 
Yeah. And, and a, a lot messier, but fun nonetheless. So it was a good time. I'm going with good time. Chucky. I'm, I'm there with Phil. Same. Like I, I never did it as younger. I don't, I can't remember my family doing like the pumpkin carving or the egg coloring around Easter, but I, I did it a couple of years ago. Me, same thing. Like me and my now wife had like a competition and it was nice to know that these little baby sawzaws exist just to carve <laughs> pumpkins. <laughs> you know, uh, it was a lot easier. I enjoyed it. Actually. I enjoyed it. I don't like carving pumpkins. Um, <laughs> never really had a good time with it. Anybody else's family take the pumpkin seeds and like bake them and salt them. Yep. Uh, my that family was did fantastic. not, but yeah, that was great. I, I don't yeah. remember whose family did, but yeah, I, I looked forward to those things. Yeah. Not the white ones you could buy in the store when we were like kids, yeah, yeah, but right. the ones that were homemade. Yeah. Right. No, no, no. You just throw some salt on them and throw them in the oven. Yeah. That was good. All right. Experts say there should be no age limit to trick-or-treating. Chuck, first question. How does somebody become an expert on trick-or-treating? <laughs> Who did they interview for whatever article I found about this? Is this like an 11 year old who's like, I've been in the game for like seven years. I know the rules. This is what I think should happen for oh, the experts man. in trick or treating. I don't know who the experts will become, but uh, I did see a thing uh, and I've, I've always and I became one of those people earlier today. I've always hated the people who they bring their children who are too young. But then I did that shit today. So now I like those people yeah, yeah. Uh, or their kids are too old. But then I realized like how important Halloween is to a kid. Like they love it. Most yeah. kids love this thing. The best thing I've ever seen, it was it was here. Uh, a neighbor of mine at the end of the street, they own a bar a few blocks away. They gave away beers to the parents when they walked nice. by. So you got a beer. Nice. So if yeah. that's what it is, like if, if that's you know, like if you're telling me I could go house to house and somebody's going to hand me a beer at everyone, then yeah, it is for all ages. Your <laughs> treating should continue that way. But if you think I'm dressing up, so somebody's going to give me a, a gobstopper or something, keep it. I'm good. My parents have been doing that for years. They've always had really? like a little cart of like a little cooler of beverages on their front porch with them as they hand out candy and they, you know, really? give beers oh, and stuff fantastic. like that. To, no people yeah phil what about you age limit on trick-or-treating man i don't know like i, I don't know if there should be an age limit it, it gets kind of awkward as they get into the high school years right like maybe if you had a set one it's before you have a driver's license you can trick-or-treat once you have a driver's license you should be going to halloween parties i don't know regardless if we're going to set an age limit or not if you're going to trick-or-treat you got to dress up that's exactly what i was going to say no, got to dress yeah. up that's yep. all i ask so if a 16 year old rolls up the driveway and they're in a kick-ass costume you get some candy. If you're just a teenager with a pillowcase trying to get candy, fuck, fuck off. Fuck them kids. Yeah. Fuck them kids. Kid. Exactly right. <laughs> Chucky, what was Chip dressed up this year as for you know, Halloween? It was it was super cool, man. I, I haven't experienced that. It's his first. And I said, now I'm that asshole who brings a kid who can't like and the people were so sweet they were like what does oh, he yeah. want what is he he's oh, like he doesn't God, any yeah. of this shit oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, like, he's never gonna eat dad dad stuff. this is for <laughs> right, dad right. Right, right right uh but he uh he was ace ventura his, <laughs> nice. his hairs yeah so he had on the hawaiian shirt and the white undershirt and we didn't have a parrot so they had a pet monkey uh in very bright red pants and black boots and that's Whitney awesome actually put put some product in his hair uh please so, just, oh, yeah. just tell me did someone go as tone loke were you missed opportunity whitney was einhorn they're the same they're the same Finkel is einhorn phil what about you what were your boys dressed up this year uh, for Halloween. 
my youngest Dylan, who is five, was the Flash, and I I got him one of these uh, muscled superhero oh, costumes. Oh, cool! It was so awesome, man. It, he put it on, and the greatest part, like he kept prior to going trick or treating, he was just <laughs> sprinting. He was just sprinting up and down the driveway because it was the Flash. All right, um, and <laughs> and it was fantastic. Like Kelly and I were watching him do this, and they have it has like butt muscles in the in the actual costume <laughs> so you just saw you just saw this like five-year-old oh. little butt muscle going flying down the driveway it was fantastic and then uh logan my oldest he went as a guy named steve which i think is hilarious because that's his costume's name is steve but he's a character from minecraft okay so he had some crazy like block head and block shoulder. he looked like a football player as far as i was concerned but he had a sword <laughs> okay good deal I think it's a lot of fun to watch the kids do it. I loved, you know, the, the few years I got to do it with my kids were, were a blast. I think it's really fun time uh, for the family. And it's just something we've all done growing up that we get to watch our kids do. And that's fantastic. But we cannot end the show without talking about the worst fantasy league ever. So, Phil, you're not mad. You're just disappointed. I'm really disappointed. Um, <laughs> my team is so bad. I'm disappointed in, in Jalen Hurts. He somehow beat the Lions today, like 40 to nothing, and amassed all of seven fantasy points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a there hilarious. Goes. Yeah. Chuck, do you have any idea who's on your team? Yeah, I mean, you got me back in. Nice. And nice. I, I'm glad I, that worked. I, I, I Just when you thought like, you were out. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I looked, and I was like, oh, man, I should make some moves here. And then I realize I'm not in a good rotation to, to uh, make it. So I guess um, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed would probably be uh, Kyler Murray. He did not. Uh, I think uh, he had like under 10 points on Thursday. Yeah. So uh, I'm going with Julio Jones, who had zero points in my lineup today because he didn't play. Uh, but my real problem with him was that he <laughs> didn't tell me that he wasn't going to play <laughs> until Friday. And there was no way I had enough time between Friday and today. <laughs> to check on that and make a change in my lineup. So Julio, bad on you. <laughs> Phil, who gets the extra orange slices? Debo. Debo, again. This is like yeah. the second week out of three that, that Debo is kicking some ice cube and Chris Tucker ass. He, he scored like 30 points, and that was half of my total points, okay. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Chucky, how about you? Who's getting extra orange slices? It's it's Joe Mixon. He had a really slow start, and then he kind of turned it on. Uh, so I think he led my team in points. So he's getting them. I want to thank the Colts for pushing that game with uh, the Titans into overtime, so AJ Brown could rack up forty four points for me. That was really good. Uh, shit talking time, Chucky. You play Tursic this week. I know my last time I didn't have much anything bad to really say about. We watched X Files and stuff together, and then you had the greatest one about the same haircut. <laughs> um, for, for however long i assume that my power of attorney and he he put me on the right i so i appreciate it gerbs you remade you renamed my team as well <laughs> i am not, i am not I the who did that i wonder who did that was like, fantastic I, I am now the taylor swifts uh he holds it against me that i said she's a generational talent and he made sure to turn the knife and text me that you're like she's a generational talent so how can I talk shit about Terzik? I don't know. He's he dresses pretty drably, I guess. <laughs> How's that? Excellent. Excellent. A lot of color in that wardrobe. So we'll go that way. Khaki is a color. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. You're playing me next week. Oh, oh. uh-oh. I gotta talk shit to you, huh? Well, you do. Um, my team is terrible, but we've always considered you an athlete. So um 
I'm a, I'm a little, uh, I'm a little worried. Uh, if that is shit talking, I don't know, but I, I don't feel good about my team's chances against such a stud athlete as yourself. I've never liked you. <laughs> I know. Danko in high school, yeah. you and Tursic broke into my Saturn in the parking lot at the movie theater and took a bunch of selfies with an actual camera. thus wasting a roll of film when that was still a thing. Um, I'm still upset about it. And I think it's going to give me an edge. I can use that edge to my advantage. You're going down next week. Wait a minute. Did I invent a selfie? <laughs> I think I might've. Holy <laughs> shit. I, I don't know. Somewhere I still have those pictures, I think, but fellas, we are out of time. I am out of questions for now. And we just did our whole Halloween show without mentioning that we are somehow less than 60 days out from Christmas. Well, with that story about how unprepared I am going to be, uh, I hope you guys have a great week and let's do this again real soon. Absolutely. Teams compete. (laughs) Sorry, I was ready to answer. (laughs) The event was canceled in 20. Bengals. We all picked the Bengals. I'm sorry. We all picked the Browns to win. Let's move in and talk a little. uh, Let's move on. Game right now. Where I lost my. Anyway, lost my place. Um. (laughs) Denko, do you have your your mask? I've got. I've got two masks one for the each of you all right let's uh <laughs> let, let's put these on and get a and just pause for a second because i gotta take i gotta take my headphones off to put mine on all right <laughs> oh pills is good nice <laughs> i think i could do the whole show like this good too <laughs> uh, so oh my god stuck that's actually f- not a real ohio state helmet it's no. um it's a like chip, one of those chip like things chip i was gonna say it's like for chip bowls <laughs> oh my god dude that's phenomenal <laughs> my awesome. uh my <laughs> my in-laws got it for me like as like a gift for like christmas or my birthday or something and i uh i just put it in my bookshelf and I don't ever use it for chips. It's just like an Ohio State helmet in my bookshelf. I'm like, this looks pretty cool. Um, I had to I had to put tape on it to keep the top on because if I didn't, my head would pop out to the top. It would look really <laughs> silly then. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh boy. Danko, well, tell me you have some contradiction because we would have a full contradiction show well, if you I, do. I, I have some. I just didn't pour some because I was in a rush. I could go pour some right now if you'd like. Go ahead. What's the rush? I and in well, I'm gonna I'm gonna Rimbaldo this and chase it with a beer. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you gotta do, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Right. I found right. a uh from July 4th in the back of my fridge. I found a um, America Natty Light. I'm like, oh nice. beautiful. Yeah. Aging like fine wine. <laughs> yeah, is that what it tastes oh. like? It tastes no. like a pretty fine wine for you. It actually kind of just tastes like water after the bourbon. <clears throat> yeah. But can uh, I know we're on a break? Can I ask? I, w- I wanted to ask you guys a Browns question. Mm-hmm. So 
you if can they ask had questions a, while I know, we're in. I know, if but you, you, want you went to the wrap up, so I didn't I didn't want oh, okay. to cut, cut you off. If they have Kareem Hunt and JOK today, do you think they win that game? I'm gonna say yes because yeah. I think I think if the and this is again back to the, the game planning. I think if they have Kareem Hunt, they they call a completely different offensive attack. And why not do the same damn thing with Dearness Johnson and Nick Chubb? I don't yeah. understand that. Yeah. Um, you know what? I think it helps them uh, like Hunt, you know, those trips into the red zone where they didn't come out with touchdowns, man, that's, yeah. that's, that's where yep. that guy functions the best, man. That, that might've made a difference. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't want, I, I don't know. I, I think they, I'm, I'm, I lean with like Phil because I, I, I don't know if JOK is a superstar, but I think he's a really good player and he's a guy who's sideline to sideline and most of their passes were seven yards or, yeah. or less, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. but there, there were plenty of problems, drops and missed tackles. So, yeah. or broken this is tackles a game with a Certainly guy like JOK. Yeah. So, so what's frustrating is, and there weren't a lot of turnovers in this game. There actually weren't a lot of penalties. It felt like there were, but there weren't. And Oh, they just came uh, at the worst fucking yeah, time, worst time for the Browns, right? man. Worst time. Yeah. Like that, what was it? Hollywood Higgins with the false Shoot. start. Oh, oh my God. Fuck, what are you man. doing? Punched but, my dog. I didn't, I didn't actually do that. I didn't actually do that. At one point today, both of my dogs had laid down on the, on the, on my couch and forced me to sit on the floor while they were like laying on the couch watching the game. You assholes. Yeah. Anyway, rub salt in the wound. You're watching this Browns game and I have to sit on the floor yeah. in my own house. What the fuck? Mm. I, I think. What's crazy yeah, is Houston seven five. Don't mean to interrupt you again. Sorry about no, that. Right. Uh, we, you're like uh, ten seconds ahead of me. Yeah, you're ahead. Of, you know, I see a six five. Go. Oh, there we go. I'll oh, bet you guys. Now I see a seven five. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's seven five. Um, uh, this is a Steelers team that, like Ben. Well, not even Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger is good for a couple turnovers a game, and we got none. None. Yeah. None. You know, yeah. Like man. So you're right. Like a guy like JOK. Like maybe there's a tip there were a lot of tip balls today maybe there's a tip yeah. ball that gets picked or whatever yeah yeah but that was frustrating like we we continue to you you can't you can't hope for better than a 500 team if you can't win the turnover margin you know yeah. unless you're unless you're yeah. just scoring 30 plus points a game and it's still just such a punch in the nuts that um the winning the winning score happens on that amazing fucking catch that like almost yeah, wasn't what a, catch. a tight end yeah, in the back yeah, of the end yeah. zone. You're just like uh, you, catch. great defense, right? You couldn't yeah. defend it any better. Yeah, it was yeah. fourth down. Yeah. That was the game fourth down. And yeah, yeah. I mean, and that what, was what it. Just God. So that, that great catch happens on their side and our, our most consistent wide receiver shits the bed all over the place today. Right. He's yeah. all over. Yeah. yeah. All over. Yeah. Like he, has, he hasn't His fumbled words. in five yeah. years. He fumbles and he, yeah. he drops yeah. two passes that were yep. like key pass turn. Uh, yeah. Oh. yeah. One that he needed to have and one that he yeah. should have had, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, you're right. Like um, I really like JOK um, and it would have been, <laughs> I do too. It certainly mm. would have improved things to hang up, have him out there. Although I think, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's funny that we talked about like maybe them at the beginning of the year that their weakest spot on defense was linebacker. And you know what? Like um, Walker is really good. Mac mm -hmm. Wilson has played really well. He did. Um, he played well today. Yeah. Uh, and JOK has been they great. Played well yeah, defense, they played well enough. Defense was okay, right? They played yeah. well enough to win. If you give up 15 points, you got to win like every professional football game you play. Yes. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I <think> absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. just, I don't, I'm just, yeah, I'm almost 
I'm like stumbling over words to try to put yeah. it in. It, like, well, because it, how it frustrating feels like that offense is. Yeah, yeah. it feels just, like this loss is bigger than what happened on the field because you can't explain it. You know, like yeah. listen, I, people are shitting on Baker already. I thought Baker played insane. fine Stupid. today, man. He played, he played, great he played fine. He was absolutely um, fine. I mean, he didn't go out there and you know throw for 350 yards and just destroy the game, but he he did nothing wrong. Yeah. To cause the team to lose the and game. And he made right? and yeah. he made plenty of throws to help them win the game. <clears throat> he made plenty, man. I mean, yeah. listen, they handed the ball off to Chubb a ton in, in a game where I again, I don't just don't think he was fully healthy and he wasn't himself, you know, and it just um and that that goes back Damn to it. Like, we, we had stopped get, and we were on the positive things. We were making jokes. Ernest, we were get laughing. Ernest the ball more, man. Like I didn't understand <laughs> yeah, that today. Like yeah. what the fuck? Ernest or Felton, Felton or, or hey, whoever. Or hey, OBJ got one for six. Six. Like dude. Now before you got on, we were Chuck and I were talking about the the roller derby lawsuit, and were you aware? That the Guardians roller derby team, Phil, was a flat track roller derby team and not a pitched track roller derby. I, I think that's what I, it's called. What else I was aware. I was be. aware because it was very specific when they said something in the news this week that the yeah. they described them as the flat track roller right. derby team. Yeah. Like it's a slap in the face to roller yeah. derby. Flat yeah. track. Flat you're track. just at a roller skating rink. Yeah. That's all you're doing. Yeah. You're the <laughs> dudes who do tricks at the rink. That's it. <laughs> yeah get on a get on a, a banked track you bunch right. of yeah come on i think really ah. what the argument's going to come down to though is the fact that the flat track roller skater because i'm not calling them a roller derby team anymore if you're not if you're not on a banked track or a pitch track or whatever we call it an oval yeah. um, roller derby you're roller skating <laughs> It's so I don't know skating. if the roller skating, I think with the, the argument is going to come down to the fact that the roller skating guardians logo is better than the yeah. baseball team's logo. It is. Yeah. It's it actually is. really it cool. Is. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's a, that's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. <laughs> oh man. <clears throat> the roller skating guardians are going to ask for an injunction. Yeah. They're going to ask a court to say, hey, don't let these guys use this name. And if the Indians win that argument and the judge is like, no, roller skating guardians, you're not going to be irreparably harmed by the Cleveland Indians Major League fucking baseball team. You're already irreparably name. harmed because you're on a yeah. flat track. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How can you expect any of us to take you seriously? <laughs> Fucking uh, flat trackers. <laughs> fucking flat trackers. <laughs> we need we need to find somebody who's who does some real roller derby to talk to us I, about this. I have I my cousin is a my cousin is what? a roller derby. Yeah. The one who cousin, listens to the show? No, no, his his sister, Tessa, is on a what? roller derby team. Her, her uh she's on two. Uh, her husband's on one as well, but uh she's on she's been on one for quite some time. Um and it's uh, what part it, of the it, family is this, Denko? I don't know if I've ever met mom, any of these. My people. mom's side, mom's the side. Okay, these are all the late Catholic people. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love them dearly. 
but yeah, yeah. I gotta, I gotta talk to Tessa about that. We should have her on. She would, yes. she would join us to talk. Absolutely. About we'll I'll, do a I'll special episode. Yeah. yeah. We'll have her talk about and just like trash flat trackers for a little while, <laughs> but that's, what's going to happen. If they'll, they'll, they will have something probably in the next few months. So the dumbest thing is the tribe not offering this roller rink guardians six figures. Like just give them six figures. Like it's yeah. it's nothing. It's absolutely yeah. nothing. Let them put a rink out in center field, whatever, like on an off night, and let them have home the games. Match. All home games are in the outfield. There, put the, the <laughs> just smattering of the, eight uh... fans, like their their mom and their weird uncle came to watch. Yeah. Make the put the hot dog races on roller skates for a season or some shit, right? Like here we go. Like all right, this is brought to you by our flat track fucking brothers. That'd be great. Oh god, the guy who bangs the drum has to be at every roller rink guardian game too at the stadium. Yeah, Yeah. oh, part of his contract. Hammy's got to call five games a year. Right, right. They, they can't be that long, right? How's I have no idea. <laughs> the Cleveland know. baseball club. That's what we're looking at right now. I remember a roller skating party was usually like two and a half hours. Yeah. So I'm assuming that the roller derby match can't be any longer than that. <laughs> they get their what couple skates in. I have to find Skate? out now. Well, you, 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 you skate like you all the way them, around, right? right? Yeah. yeah. You got like, there's a one who's a scorer, right? Yeah, he's it's like it's the, actually a very very physical uh, yes. sport. It, it's yeah. nuts. It's absolutely yeah. nuts. Um, should not exist. Well, I'm okay that it exists. It should okay. not get in the way of our <laughs> professional baseball club <laughs> changing That's their true. name yeah. to the Guardians and changing their logo to something that looked like my five year old drew. <laughs> What do you mean I'm funny? Funny like a clown? You didn't use you?